Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. Do you have victory in Christ? What is it in your life that Christ is victorious over? We're going to talk about that today and talk about the parade of victory. Thank you for joining in to this 111th episode of the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast. And I am recording this episode from Ruby's Inn RV Campground, just outside the entrance of Bryce Canyon National Park. Another one of those national parks that just scream the majestic glory and creativity and awesomeness of our Creator God, who made these things for us to enjoy. So hopefully you are able to get out and enjoy these things that He made for us, and make it here someday if you haven't. If you do, take some of the hikes down into the park. We did the Navajo Loop yesterday, and then Queen Victoria's Loop back up to the sunrise and sunset points. Took about four hours, and what a wonderful time. It probably would have taken about half of that if we didn't stop every 15 seconds and take a picture. <laughs> Hundreds of pictures on our phone. Good thing we can do that. Remember the days of film? You had to be very selective with the pictures you took, and you didn't know if it actually turned out well for weeks until you got it back from wherever you got your pictures developed from, Right. And usually you're long gone, so you can't go back and redo that photo that you wish you could have got better. But it's good living in today's times when our cell phones actually take better photos than we ever did before. That's kind of fun. Then you can just go and delete the ones that you don't want. And maybe even enhance the ones right on the phone that you really like and make it even better. It's kind of cool. Oh, and my wife and I were able to scratch a bucket list item off. At least it was on my bucket list, but it rapidly became one of hers that she was able to scratch off right at the time we did it. <laughs> we mountain biked the Thunder Mountain Trail. Boy, that was that was fantastic. That's probably either my favorite or my second favorite. And my wife was saying the same thing. We really like the Templeton Trail in Sedona, but this Thunder Mountain Trail rivals it. And maybe even a little better because of the hoodoos that you ride through and the scenery. It was fantastic. And yes, it's a black diamond trail, but we did it just fine. There are places that you just get off your bike and walk. Probably 10 years ago, I would have just zipped right through those things. But we're riding smarter now as we get older. But still able to get out and enjoy God's majestic beauty (laughs) that he created for us. Now, back to that initial question or comment about being victorious in Christ. What does that mean? What do you have victory over thanks to Jesus Christ and what he's done in your life? You know, the Bible says that when you repent of your sins and ask him to be your Savior and Lord of your life, you're like a new creation, a new new person. The old things are passed away and the new things are either here or coming. And a lot of that is through the process of sanctification, which about a month or six weeks ago, I did a 
podcast about embracing the process of sanctification, which is simply when you become a true Christian, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you and starts getting rid of the old icky stuff and replacing it with new, better stuff. And that process is called the process of sanctification. It may take a few weeks or months or it may take years, probably years, right? <laughs> but the point is, the process is taking place, and hopefully you have noticed what those changes are. Maybe you have gotten rid of some of the things, thanks to the Holy Spirit, that you used to be like before you became a Christian. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are a Christian, whether it be recently or a seasoned Christian. Nevertheless, you've all got some things that you can point to and say, yeah, I no longer have that anymore. Thanks to Jesus, I have victory over that. Uh, Some of the things may be a foul mouth or anger, the bad kind, of course, Uh, prideful things, maybe bitterness, or maybe just certain things that you used to enjoy doing that you no longer enjoy anymore because they're harmful both to you and to others and not a glory to God. Maybe Christ has given you victory over brokenheartedness. You know, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of a boyfriend or a girlfriend, some sort of a event that happened in your life that was really heartbreaking. But Christ helped overcome that and Although they still there and they still hurt, you've gotten past that. You were healed over that, thanks to Jesus. How about Christ giving you liberty over oppression or captivity of some sort? You know, most people are held captive by at least one or more things, such as maybe alcohol, pornography, materialism fear, a lot of that today, anxieties, maybe even depression. Christ can give you victory over those. Maybe some sin that you just seem to always fall into, but thanks to Jesus, you developed quite a hatred for that, and either don't anymore, or it is very infrequent. (laughs) And you're really sad when you do and apologize to Jesus and ask him to help you not do that anymore. Or maybe you were held captive by some sort of a an idol. You know, an idol is something that is more important to you than God is to you. Maybe you've gotten victory over that. Maybe extreme self-centeredness. You know, the worship of self. Trying to do things to improve self so that that becomes what you worship instead of Christ. Yes, it's certainly okay to improve yourself. God wants us to for his glory, not for our glory, as much as for his glory. And maybe you've gained some victory over some insecurities of some sort. And maybe victory over the cause of those insecurities. Maybe something has happened to you in the past that you've been able to forgive and forget. Yeah, there still may be scars, but they don't hurt anymore. And they don't infect your life anymore. 
They don't affect your life anymore, thanks to Jesus. Oh, and not to keep hammering away at this, just one or two more little things, but maybe you've, through Christ, gained victory over an oppression of some sort. You know, a bad relationship that was bogging you down. Maybe a bad job or a bad boss (laughs) that's just making life miserable for you. You feel oppressed. Maybe overprotective parents or or in a legalistic church that is just a whole bunch of rules that makes it impossible, or at least seemingly impossible, to have the joy in life that Christ promised in John 10.10. The abundant, joyous life. A life where you don't have to do things to please Him, or to gain or keep your salvation. You do like to do things for Christ because... It's just a thank you for what he did for you, how he freed you from those oppressions. And here's a big one. You have gained victory through Christ over spiritual blindness or spiritual bankruptcy. You were poor in Christ, poor in spiritual knowledge. But now you have a whole lot more insight when you read the Bible. It makes sense to you now whereas it didn't before you became truly saved. Now it does, and it's enjoyable, and you learn something every time you sit down and and study the Bible. Remember, we like to study God's Word more than just read it. Reading's okay, but we like to spend some time studying, and that's when the Holy Spirit really illuminates Scripture for you. Remember, the Holy Spirit is inside you when you become a Christian, and one of His jobs is to illuminate scripture and help you understand it. That's really cool. Oh, and it does help to also have a study Bible, (laughs) right? (laughs) A study Bible is a Bible that has, uh, you know, the scripture on the upper half of the page and down below, it explains it. There's a group of Bible scholars that have gone together and, and explain it. And then it gives parallel passages and original meanings of the words and the history and the culture at the time that that was written that helps you to understand it too. Things like that that really help to study. I like to use the MacArthur Study Bible, but there are several others that are good too. But the point is, you do have some things that Christ has set you free from. And that is a victory, isn't it? A victory worth a celebration. And I'm reminded from history class of what was called the Roman Triumph, or the Roman Victory Parade, which was a spectacular celebration, kind of a parade, right down through the main streets of town in ancient Rome. And it was given for a military commander who had won a great victory somewhere, an important battle. And a parade to celebrate that guy and his victory was authorized by the Roman Senate, and it was a lavish and entertaining propaganda spectacle, (laughs) which reminded the people of the glory of Rome and its military superiority over all other nations, except Scotland, of course. The Romans could never conquer Scotland. Hmm. I'm proud of my Scottish heritage. (laughs) But most Roman triumph victory parades had a couple of things that were important to note. 
they started out with what was called a sensor. And these are guys carrying kind of a torch that would have something burning on it that would give a very sweet-smelling aroma. And that aroma or the smoke would kind of then go behind them, which is where the parade would follow through. And they would also throw flowers down. And the horses and the soldiers and the people and the chariots would kind of trample those flowers. And that would create us and also a sweet smelling aroma. So these triumphant parades had a very unique and identifiable aroma. And that aroma would kind of permeate the town. It would go into the stores that were lining the streets there and into the neighborhoods, too. And you knew what had happened and what the celebration was for. Isn't that interesting? I think so. (laughs) What really makes that interesting is those victory triumphant parades are mentioned in Scripture and have a practical application for us. Yeah, I'm going to take some Bible passage that mentions that and creates an analogy, and then we can take it from there and have it be useful or practical application to our daily life and our job and our home. I'm looking at 2 Corinthians 2, verses 14 and 15, which says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ, among those who are being saved and among those who are not saved. So did you catch a couple of the references to the victory parade there? There's those guys out in front with the censers leading in triumph, and they are diffusing a fragrance. And by the way, we are that fragrance of Christ, because the victory parade we're talking about is the victory that Christ has become victorious over in your own life. All of those things, the first three-fourths of this podcast was about, right? All those things that Christ has gotten a victory over in your life. And you are to celebrate by having the fragrance of that celebration parade that emulates out into the stores around you, the factories where you work, the offices where you work. And the family get-togethers where you get together. (laughs) And when you come home, the fragrance of the victory of Christ should go out and be noticeable by people. And they notice that there are things different about you, and it's good. And you have gotten victory over some things in your life. And maybe they want to know why and how. And as Peter said, have a ready answer to share the gospel of Christ, the good news of Christ, and how he can be victory over their things, just like he was victorious over them in your life. Do you emulate that aroma? Do people just sense it about you? They should. If not, maybe you need to recall how you were before you were saved. And how hurtful you were to others or to yourself. 
and how your life is so much better now, thanks to Jesus. And if you don't have those victories, maybe you need to take a look at Christ because he is a victorious battle commander that wins victories. And when those victories are won, there is a joyous celebration that happens both in heaven amongst the angels, the Bible says, and in your own life. You get to have life to the full and more abundant, as Jesus promised. And your victory is over sin and over death. Yeah, we do die here on earth, but we go straight from here to the presence of Christ in heaven. So in a sense, we're just changing from one house to the next. We don't really die, as the literal term for that means. We just, like I said, move from one house to the next. Yeah, it's difficult to leave the house we're in, but God says, I got a much better one for you. Mansions in heaven, (laughs) where the streets are paved with gold. (laughs) And you get to live there and enjoy eternity with him, doing things for Christ in a wonderful working environment. Thanks to his victory on the cross that you can be a part of. If you just repent of your sins and accept him and what he did on the cross on your behalf. And you are, as verse 15 says, you are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are Christians around you and among those who aren't. And you will be part of a victory parade and a feast in heaven in Christ's honor. Boy, do I want to be there. I hope you do too. And I hope to see you there. Remember, you can connect with me through my website, bluejeanschristian.com. And also remember, I have a book called Your Glorious Endeavor. How to glorify God, be well-pleasing to Him, and worship Him acceptably. It's a really good how-to book. In somewhat short chapters, you can just read a little bit at a time. You can get that through Amazon or anywhere Christian books are sold. Thanks for listening, folks. Enjoy that victory parade and make sure others notice you're in it. 